Room Podcast, and we are uh, back in full force. Yeah. It's uh, been a few weeks since we've had, we've had everybody here. Fantastic yeah. form. Um, it's good to see you guys. It's good to see you. It's even better to see your shirt, your stupid face that I want to punch. <laughs> hey, this is um, a nice looking shirt. Actually. No, that's the ugliest color combination. Really? Um, you cabbage, think so? cabbage green. It's Tommy Bahama coleslaw purple. <laughs> This shirt costs more than your car, buddy. Okay, it's pure that. I don't think that's something to brag about with how it looks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't hate that shirt. No, I don't hate the shirt either. Oh, I hate gray, the person in it. Gray but. highlighter. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you guys were knocking on my nose about rhinoplasty. Let me tell you what. <laughs> well, we could. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. This don't change. This, this, this says I'm Italian. That's your trademark. Yeah, it says I'm Italian. That's about that's big, all. The big nose. About all that says you're. Italian. You remember here? You know Humpty. I'm so dumb. yeah, remember that you know I got yeah, a big died. nose. So rest what? in peace. Yeah, I know. I, I think he's talking. To, I think he's talking about digital underground. The Humpty. Digital yeah, no, yeah, but he does. You know, yeah, yeah, my chance. nose is big. So what? Yeah, I know that's what yeah. he's talking about. Sexy so. baby. I don't, he doesn't do the hump. The hump. Watch do the hump. The hump. Have you ever heard that song? Yeah, yeah. I once got busy in the BK. No, you have not. They call me Humpty. Yeah, that's not like pronounced with the Humpty. Yo, ladies. Allow me to pump thee. I got the round. On the new That's pole. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. tall, y'all. And my just laid down by the underground. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I drink well, of all the Hennessy you go. got in your show. <laughs> so just let me introduce going, myself. Yeah, my going, name yeah. is Humpty. Are we, are we copyrighted? Like yeah. strike now? No, 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 no. <laughs> are you kidding? That's, that dude's broke as shit. Yeah, that he sounds free. Care. He's dead. He's We're dead, dead, Mark. Yeah. I just said he passed. I know. That's why he's broke. It's, oh, you know, he was young too when he died. Broken bad, dead. That's in bad taste. Yeah. Mm, I guess what? there's a limit to the Humpty Dance. Sure is. <laughs> so how was your uh, how was your weeks, guys? How was my weeks? Yeah, my weeks. I, had a, I spent a lot of time with you this weekend. I know we did. Yeah, yes. we did actually. Yeah, oh, we that's did. cute. Phil, we uh, we ate food together. We, we ate did, a snow cone. We fed each other a little bit with the spoons. Did we do that? No, Lady no, in the no, Tramp. Okay. Uh, some no, spaghetti. Well, it was snow cone, so you couldn't do that. Hey, you had to work quickly because it melts. I would. Phil, eat his Phil and I did try something that we've never tried before. A, a new oh, product. Oh, new oh, product. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. What was the product we Fuzzy tried? Uh, bo- uh, boba tea. From, yeah, boba. Timon. Timon. Let me tell you what. Juliana makes a heck of a not sponsored, but we love to be. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have. Really I have. Uh, Do we take my kids for boba once a week? Bobo, Bobo. Yeah. <laughs> I said he okay. fucking came in there and it sounded like Bobo. Phil's Trust gonna me. be uh, owner here, part owner. We think here. Oh. So, yeah, tiger milk tea is of, pretty good. Of Boba, the ti- yeah, the tiger milk yeah. is it. That's what I had. Phil the had a uh, fruity nasty, concoction. Though. I had no the pearls were good. The I had the fruit. Are, oh, I had the fruit. You, one. Are you a popping pro or a chewy boba? I like I the chewy. That was my first time having. Would you have? Big fan. I had the fruit one. The popping pearls were yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try chewy next time and see which one you like. I tried both. Oh, I had so the other one, but because she gave us some ice cream. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. She kind of led us around the menu, brought us ice cream, oh. showed us the different types of pearls. Right? Yeah, yeah it was oh. good. Yeah, was no, good we, stuff. yeah, yeah. Nice. Big boba fan. Yeah. Boba guy. I'm yeah, yeah. We are boba boys now. You know what you look like. You guys, huh? Do you know what you look like? You, a, a you guys wall, look like bubble guys. Walrus. <laughs> you guys look like fucking bubble guys. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> Mark and Mark. Popping each on. other's. What do you mean? He's talking shit about popping me. Popping each other's pearls. Hey, I, 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 what I, we got going on I do want to mention that we have another show, Guys on Draft, and you guys should watch because should it, watch is it. it is hilarious. It uh, is in a cancelable kind of way. Yeah. Uh, any episode, it's possible that we might get canceled. Listen, uh, if you got thin skin, don't watch it. You got thick skin, you like to laugh, watch it. Or if you could just like set somehow set your you know whatever device you're watching on to on like mute, mute out Mark, <laughs> yeah. then it wouldn't be Mark, canceled. Mark, no. For Mark might be the most entertaining part of the show. 
to be in, fair. Yeah, in a way that would maybe cancel us. To be fair. Yeah. So, anyways, but fair. you guys go to to our uh, go to our YouTube channel and you'll find guys on draft and uh, yeah, follow us there. Hey, I think you should watch it. So, all right, so Zach, Zaddy, Phil, Philip, Big Zaddy, B- Small Phil. Can you please <laughs> wow. give us our uh, comments? Oh, wow, that was a good one. Uh, comments for the week. What yeah, do we got? So if you, if you like the show, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. If you comment something, we might shout you out. Um, the first one, and you know, uh, hit the applause button for Phil because uh, 130 plus views yeah, on TikTok. That was, that was fast. Well, no, it's, uh, I checked this morning. It was over 150. Yeah. So I don't know where it is you know, now. So it's kind of going okay. to his head like it went to Mark's head. Not yeah. really. No, not really. I'm at 450. He's not even in my yeah, list. But, no. you gotta, but, but it's been star. six months. you got to give him a he's chance. He's a star. Because it could still oh, keep he's going. A, he's a rising star. I'm yeah. just thinking... How happy we were when our Run DMC thing went 135, <laughs> yeah. and now yeah, we've routinely passed it. Yeah. I think it's very okay. So the first comment, and I, I only you know picked two this week to kind of keep it nice and short and simple. And this is the most liked comment from your wildcard predictions, Phil. Oh. Uh, from, I mean, did I answer him? Uh, maybe there's 50 replies. Yeah, so I answered maybe a bunch of them. You did, and yeah. that was awesome to see. Uh, Grizzly Collector on TikTok said, Green Bay at the wild card, laughing emoji face, okay. And I had the most likes. So I think a lot of people, at least on your post, think mm-hmm. that Green Bay and the wild card is laughable. What wow. is his name again? Grizzly Co- Collector. What does that mean? I He's a Bears what. fan. That's what that means. Well, he has a Packers logo as his... As his oh, well, as a, uh, no bias, huh? Well, th- hold on, wait. It is biased, but it's the most liked comment. Well, so I, there's I, some I validity there. one word for you guys. Casual. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. so do you think what he's trying to say with that name is that they own the Bears? Oh. Because that's what I think they're trying to Probably. say. Probably. Well, yeah. Because Aaron Rodgers does own the Bears twice a year. Yeah, he does. But the Bears yeah. do have a Super Bowl in their How many do you guys have? How many Super Bowls uh, do you guys have? We have multiple oh, none, championships. Right? Multiple. <laughs> multiple. Multiple. We have multiple championships, too. One more than you, as a multiple matter of fact. So, so, Phil, if you could respond to Grizzly Collector in probably 30 seconds, what would you say? What I would say is, I mean, it's the easiest take to have that Green Bay is going to win the division because they have for so long. But guess what? Eventually... They're going to not win the division. Change of the guard. Okay? And I would argue that, yes, on paper, their defense does look like it's upgraded. But Aaron Rodgers is a year older. No, I'm not saying I think he's going to fall off a cliff. I am. But we've seen him have down years, particularly right before these past two. Down and, syndrome years. And the division is tougher. <laughs> slow, slow the thing. division is tougher. And he's lacking skill players. I mean, Aaron Jones and Dylan, great. I am not convinced of anybody in that wide receiver room. I don't know how they're going to throw the ball around the way he's used to. I He's not 32 years old. Is he going to carry that wide receiver court? So I can understand picking them, but people that are poo-pooing and acting like it's just a given that they're going to win that division, I think is a little uh, casual. <laughs> Perfect. I so love it. Stay tuned, fans, because we will talk about that wide receiver room later. I just can't believe that nice. he's talking bad about, I mean, I don't know if you heard, but Rodgers went down to Central America. Mm-hmm. He went into a hut. He visited the Oracle. Yeah. Ate like some, he, ate some dirt. Yeah. I mean, he is like on another astral plane. Oh, right I now. love Rogers. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's like, my guy. he's kicking at all cylinders, talking to the mother goddess of Earth. Yeah, he's it's gonna, working. He's going to throw it to a wide receiver he thought was on the field. <laughs> just was some wind and, you know and an energy field. <laughs> I mean, the, the rest of the NFL players, they, they go to church. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, pick your poison, I guess. Take me to church. <laughs> 
There's all talking right. something. Sam Smith. All right. So the the second comment and the final Hosier. comment is from. Oh, is that Hozier? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. They sound the same in my brain. They do. Yeah. But Hozier's good though. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I saw him in concert. Like Tatis. You're getting me on a <laughs> sidetrack. <laughs> so we had a lot of, I think we had a lot of funny clips, if I do say so myself, about like maybe us misspeaking or saying like out of context and we things. Do think, and we do say it. And Mark was talking about a preseason play where, where, yep, where Justin Fields threw him, which threw is not him. a word. Yeah. Should be. And there were some, there were some people clowning you, but we're not going to go there. We're going to go with user four, five, six, three, zero, three, nine, eight, seven, zero, three, nine. I'm not a robot. Said Mark has reached a level in society where he can make up words as he pleases. Y'all better show him that respect yeah. with a K instead of a T. Yeah. So that. <laughs> So that is Mark, actually. Boom. That user is Mark. I don't think it's Mark, though. Because I think that's Mark's burner. No, it's but this Mark's burner. This person, I don't pay enough attention to this goddamn podcast this, to be able to do that. Th- that's my point. Yeah, that's true. my point. This person's coming a few times with it's different Tara. takes. So, like, it, I mean, maybe it is Tara. Does, but he likes Mark. He likes Mark a lot. He's more so a Miami Dolphins fan, too. Yeah, but he's really into Mark. Reason. He keeps supporting he Mark. I think it's... You know, shout out to this viewer for for watching. Or I hope it's my daughter. Reveal yourself and is seeing. Reveal yourself. <laughs> it's Tom Brady. Who are you? We, we need a name. Come on the show and talk to us about why you support Mark. Swallowing when the mic, most guys. of society does not. Swallowing the mic there. I am sorry. So, yeah, so those are the comments. Thank you for commenting. Uh, continue to comment. All right, so it's time to get to our first section of the show, which is pressing issues. <laughs> Pressing issues. What's the issue? If there's issues, we gonna press them. Oh yeah, So, as another thing, you guys were making fun of that that drop, and I want to what that's pure sex. I want you to hear. I want you to do that live. At a I, I'll do it, but no, no, I'll do it. But I got to get paid for that because that's like. It's at an, another level. Nobody's where I, paying for that. I deserve we, to get paid. Can you imagine so, if we like went into concert at some point and people yeah. just wanted to hear it, like kind of like would. the guys at South Park, Press where they're like, just, they just want to hear us like sing a lot. What's the issue? That'd be cool if we yeah, had a following. Issue. Like people with like tambourines. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just want to ask you guys. I want to ask you guys this question: Have you ever hummed that? Yes. Excuse me. At home. When you're not on the show, have all you ever the, sung that? Yeah, all the yes. time. Yes. because it not is all the time. Lick, it is like vocal sex. Okay. All right. Well, we also have oh. a new we have a new board man we didn't mention. So yeah. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. on the boards. Yeah, we did. We. I, I think I've been demoted. No, no, no. You were uh, promoted. 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 I wasn't looking for it. Well, you got it. <laughs> well, such as the hand that I can't think yeah. of the phrase. The hand takes it. Like a, gives it, like gives it to you. It takes it away. So got, we got Wally pipped, Rocky. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, so we get to our first pressing issue as uh, something we talked about a few weeks ago, and uh, yep, there they are, the trio. Clowns. They're back. I mean, are they? <laughs> there's a couple ways we could go with this. I think one of the biggest things is that if you haven't heard, Kevin Durant, uh, it's official that he's back with the Nets. They're trying to win a championship again. They're trying um, to make up. Yeah, whatever they're doing. But what I find in- interesting is that in the past few years, we've seen a lot of NBA stars try to force their way out of places get their way almost in every yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of people that were saying that Joe Side, uh, uh, the owner of the, the Brooklyn Nets, should stand his ground, and it kind of seemed like he was. And I think he won. I think the question is now, does this change uh, the, uh, the method of operations for guys wanting to be free agents going forward? Is this like an example for other owners, or is this kind of just a one-off? I think off the top of my head real quick that if – this is the best litmus test because it's Kevin Durant. 
they he's one of the best players in the league. He's a top 100 player for you know as of right now. And the Nets aren't really a team that have had much like winning culture or weight behind them to kind of back up their stance and they did it. Yeah. And they did it with not only Kevin Durant but the rest of this trio has had problems. So the fact that they did it with Kevin Durant, I think, does hold a little bit of weight as far as what other people do. Derek yeah. Coleman is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I would say that is just a little differing point. The market didn't evolve for them. So, like, I think That's they true. would have traded right. them if the, but I think what he did is say, 100%. You can have them. It wasn't worth it. This for him, is though. what it cost. And I think people are tired of Kyrie, they're tired of his antics. Nobody wants him on the team, mm. on their team. And Kevin, he is one of the best players, but he's aging, coming off an injury, had trouble last year staying healthy. And I think that, you know, I don't think it resets the market. Yeah, I think it's it's very much these guys. I'm going to – you want to go? Okay. You go? I want to agree with you. Well, I hope – I'm praying it changes the market. Me too. But Me I, don't, too. I think it's a lot of what you said. I think they both – Hurt their stock. It's hard to trade for players like this when a guy that just signed a four-year contract, what guarantees me that a year and a half into this contract, he's not just going to ax out again, right? Right. That's one part. And the other part, he's been there. They've been there two, three years, and they haven't done anything. As good as he is, it kind of shows they're not available all the time, especially Kyrie. And I think, yeah, the market didn't, you know, it didn't pan out for them. But I do think there's a chance that teams can see what happened and say, oh, well, they just have to play, right? And especially with an aging star, guys that are, I mean, maybe a 20, 22-year-old guy halfway through his rookie contract that does this, maybe it's different because maybe he's willing to sit out a year. But an older player, established player, guys that are getting older, maybe, you know, you force their hand and they just have to play for you. Let's face it. Call their bluff, man. You know, this league is its not an old man's league anymore, right? So that's what they're doing. They're calling their bluff. They're saying... You know, we're not going to pay you because you're not going to put the asses in the seats. No one's going to want to really come out to see Kevin Durant. Now, you bring like John Morant, bring somebody else into town, whatever. You know, and the other aspect for me for this is that, like, what is true and what's not, right? Because KD's come out and said, everything that you're reading on social media is not me. It's somebody else that's faking my account. I've wanted to be here. I didn't want to leave. That's him, I think, maybe saving face. Yeah. If oh, it, no, my friend like, took my phone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, that's the, like, I was drunk. I, I had a beer. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's a like, typical like it. I'm like over this shit. I could care less, but I think what's happening is I think the owners are catching on to this, and I think the fans are, because the owners aren't going to pay you unless the fans are going to come and watch you. And at this point... Are the fans are the fans going to come out and watch KD every night? I don't know. I, I mean, wouldn't. Listen, I'm a fan I mean, of KD. Like I like watching KD, but yeah. I don't know that he can stay healthy. And I am a little bit sick of him forcing his way out of different situations. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure why that was for, but I liked it. <laughs> Perfectly it sounded good. Timed. It sounded Perfectly good. Trying to time it good. Hey, but so all that being said, does this are they the favorite in the East to, to get to the finals? No. no. Well, on a side note, Ben Simmons actually hurt himself after this picture was taken. On purpose? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he actually tripped over a map of the flat earth that uh, Kyrie had. Yeah. He well, you know, he came tripped out and over said the he was Antarctic. flash from the picture. The Antarctic cliff. He came he, out uh, and said he was just messing with people when he did that now. Yeah, did he? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, his friend took his phone again. <laughs> likely, <laughs> likely story. Yeah. So nobody thinks they're who, who, who do we think the favorite in the East is? Then? I think I think 
Cleveland Cavaliers. I think chemistry is more important That's, for sound, basketball. You sound stupid. You do. <laughs> so I, stupid. I still think the Heat are a really good team. Yeah. I think if they can continue to stay healthy and do what they do best, then they're a top team. Um, I think the Sixers have done a decent job at reloading. It's oh, um, a fucking homer pick. It's the Celtics. The the Celtics, oh, honestly, yes, you're right. The Celtics did even a better job at reloading because they, they got a lot of good players. They well, they got a lot of good players on the cheap they that did. I think have like have a possibility of really yeah. doing well for that them. actually want to play basketball and don't yeah. give a fuck about social media. Yeah. And yeah, honestly, right. and honestly, the Bucks kind of match up well against the Nets. I so. I think in the East, there's a lot of teams that are are in that in, in this point where they're pretty good. Like, like who do the Cavs potentially get for Colin Sexton? Does anybody care? Oh, well, I, of course I do. No, yeah. you, you do. The Sixers, I want to see how they gel together because I don't hate a lot of their moves. I, I don't, and they've got some cap space. I think the Heat, I'm interested. I like the Celtics. There's a lot of teams. I, I would not go into the season saying they are. If they're healthy and they actually play, I I think they're one one or two favorites. I yeah. think them and the Celtics. Probably. That's big ifs, though. I, I, I like Philly, but I got to see Harden be Harden. I don't even know if the Nets, if they're healthy and these three are playing. Like, what's the team behind them? I don't even know at this point because it's a bunch of players that are going. On well, and what contracts. is Simmons like healthy? What is that's Simmons? the big question. Simmons is a good. Simmons is probably one of the best third options on a team if he's healthy and does his role. I mean, but, but you think but he's what a scorer? Like, to me, he's not really a scorer. Yeah, scorer. He, he's a defender. He's like a ten. Point he's a facility. A he's a playmaker, though. Like, yeah. No, on this team, on this playmaker. team, he does his best role because he doesn't need to have. He doesn't, he doesn't need score. To score. He just has to set these guys up. I just don't think. Okay, these these three aren't playing, and what's on the court? That, yeah, that's I just mean, my point. I think that'd be interesting. I will to see. Who, who would you say? Like, do you have a like? You think they're a favorite, and then who else do you think would be a favorite? I think like zero point forty seconds ago, I said the Celtics, Celtics and the Nets. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear the Celtics. I'll sure. say this quickly about KD, though. At first, when you went to Golden State, like I wasn't necessarily on the side of... I was more on the side of, like, okay, like he can kind of go and win if he wants to. I wasn't, like, full snake yet. But, like, mm-hmm. man, the more KD does, the more it's, like, you can't you can't be on his side for Were things. Were you a Golden State fan when you no. went over there? Okay. <laughs> no. Just checking. Not, not one bit, actually. No. I, I actually just Good on you. Golden State. You like Golden State? I dislike Golden State. I'm, right. I'm sure you Oh, do. he doesn't like Curry because he shimmies. <laughs> old man take. Yeah. yeah, that is an old man take. No, I just... <laughs> yeah, you choose. Who does this when he they choose, score three-pointers? No, no, I'm okay. mouthpiece too much. I, I'm okay with that as <laughs> long as you then don't say how humble you are. Can you put just the old-timey old voice on me real quick? Ba- it's basketball. Put the old-timey uh, voice on me. So this is I, actually... I don't think we have an old... Do we have an old-timey This is actually voice? something... Against- I, I hate that he shimmers. It makes no sense. Back in my day, they weren't shooting three points. They were going right to the rim, baby. Big all lineups. I like the Cavaliers. That's My name's Rocky. <laughs> that, that, so, that was that was terrible. This, <laughs> isn't, a, this <laughs> isn't a slight on Stefton. This is a slight on his brother, who you say that you can't stand all the time. Who looks like Steph Curry? Steph Curry. Curry. You said Curry. That's a Jersey thing. <laughs> Saying people's Jersey. names wrong. Yeah. Wait, so you don't like Curry because he says it? when no, you play no. basketball? I, I like Curry. I you think trash he's... talk. I know you never played in the mean streets, no, but no, that's what you yeah. do. I like Curry. I think he's one of the greatest shooters of all time. Well, I just I'll let hate. Him know. He'll be very happy. I just hate how people say he's a humble player. He he's is. not. Just don't call him a no, humble player. He's a hu- he could be a humble guy. He's not a humble Dude, guy. Dude, he's super but see, humble. That's, that's ridiculous. Bullshit. You're bullshit. Bullshit. So you you got to be humble when you play basketball too. Hey, no, hey, no, man, no. Hey, he acts the same way as LeBron. Uh huh. 
And they say, and then and they'll say LeBron's oh, not humble, and they'll say that Curry. Is. Who says that? So did you hate Reggie? Everybody Miller? who's a fan of Golden State. Did you hate well, Reggie Miller? Oh, he's such a good Christian. Yeah, I got good oh good wow. <laughs> so how do you? So he's not a good Christian because he shimmies. <laughs> oh, wait. I, hey, I didn't say that. Dude, you're kind of a Lears fan. LeBron is the biggest. Goddamn POS. A hundred percent. I agree. A hundred percent. The fact that he brought your city, and he does uh, the exact title. same stuff, and they say that he's oh, he's such a humble man. Be come on. He is humble. His I wife mean, twit, you know, on, on Twitter, like screaming nonstop. Have you and, seen his wife? He can do better. He's humble. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. Oh, wow. There goes that. Um, mm. I would say both of those gentlemen have done great things with their money and their influence. Does LeBron always say the smartest things in the media? No. Does Steph shimmy on the court and chew his mouthpiece? (laughs) Yes. But if you've played any basketball in your life around guys that really play basketball, that's part of the game. That's not not being humble. You could be a humble person off the court. But but you're not. I'm okay with that. The guys that are humble on the court, they suck. But he says he's humble. He he can be humble (laughs) off the court, Rocky. Uh, No, on the court. Give they me say, today's. Oh, what a humble player. Who Give says me- that? I've never heard this in my life besides you saying that. Okay, Nobody's so ever said I'll that. have somebody call in next week and Who's talk about it. Your friend that agrees no, with no, you? No, no, no. No, no. Nobody agrees Who? with me. Danny Moderly constantly talks about how what a humble, great, su- such a good sport he is. <laughs> where are the where are the Craig Elos and so the Mark you, Prices of this league? You're basing this on one guy, right? Oh, Jesus At, Christ. I didn't want you to agree with me. Actually, I Elo, was making fun of you. you actually, you're, Elo wasn't a good sport. So, so you're basing this <laughs> on one guy, though. No, there's a culture around the Golden State Warriors only around Curry. You also had Brad Darty, who was the biggest piece of shit to ever play the game, aside <laughs> from Bill Lambeer. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, what's really fair is to get to our next person issue, which is uh, preseason proposals. And I, I, I'm going to let Zach uh, run with this. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Get on yeah, your so get on your knee and propose. There we go. Fr- baby's first day. So <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting th- things that happened in the preseason. We're going to get to a lot of things that we learned. But what I think I observed that was interesting was two things. Kyler Murray was making play calls for the Cardinals. That's yeah. something that at least we haven't seen in the light of media. Mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury came out and said that he wanted to show Kyler that it's not like it's a video game. That there's more to it. Um, you I know, think his, he said verbatim, "This shit ain't easy," and I wanted him to know. Sure. Um, the fact that the I think it was the quarterback or maybe the wide receivers coach that said that Kyler Murray's play calling is different and goes for the big play and is explosive, and they like it. I have a few things about it. Is it causing controversy between the quarterback that already has drama with the organization that he's in? Is it something that quarterbacks need to do in the preseason, especially for younger quarterbacks, because it teaches them play calling behind the line of scrimmage when they're actually on on the field? And is it just a good or bad thing? That's the first part of this proposal that I think that the preseason is trying to at least attempt. Okay, well, we'll go first, Mark. Well, let's face it, right? That first week, uh, Kling, uh, Kingsbury came out and said that about Kyler. He said, I wanted to prove to him that this shit isn't a video game and it's not easy, right? And Kyler floundered. Yeah. But then he came back in the second week of doing it and outscored Kingsbury 14 to 3. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think he showed that he had amazing adaptation to what he saw and he translated it to the football field, whether it be like his esports knowledge or whatever, and proved that, hey, you know, maybe sometimes this does work. Now, the interesting point here to me is is it something that does divide the team? Right? 
here's Kyler wanting to go for the big play like you always want to do when you're playing you know, video games or whatever. And a quarterback versus, in the versus, league. Yeah, versus a conservative type approach that a coach wants to do while managing the clock to get the win. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really interesting divide, and I don't think it worked out how Kingsbury wanted it to work out. And because so of that, I think that it, it might be an issue. So I would say that, first of all, there's trouble in paradise. Like, this, this is a team that's not getting along. They should be playing with fire, I think. Yeah, yeah, because, like, first of all, they had the contract where they had all these things written into it because they didn't trust uh, Murray's decision-making. They thought he was lax on his preparation, right? He complained so much, and then the media got behind it to where they took all that out of his contract, and I think Kingsbury's upset. And he's like, okay, I'm going to show you, I'm going to prove to you. You know, and my only point and is... And then it backfired. Well, it, he floundered in the first game and in the second game against second and third string players that will never play in the NFL as starters. The same thing as the first he game, He overscored. Though. Well, Because the, it happened in the fourth quarter in the first game. Okay, that, that that's fair. But my whole point is, like, I, I don't think he proved much against the team that was out there in, in that phase of the game. Like, I watched the Eagles game. I I'm sure that. you did, too. I couldn't recognize, like, after the first four series, I, I didn't know any of the Browns. Like, they were all rookies. Like, the, it was like... Are you kidding? David Bell was on the field until the end of the game. Well, David Bell's because, yeah, because he was hurt. But Boom, roasted. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, get it. I, I didn't know a lot of the players. Burn. So, Split and spit. I don't know if that makes sense that he... I don't know that he proved it against top-tier talent. Yeah. That's okay, all that's I'm What I'll say is, what nobody's talking about is, what about his fit? <laughs> I mean, check him out. He's got Kyler. the medium T showing off the guns. Yeah, he does have some guns. <laughs> he's, he's got the Cuban link. Yeah. And he looks good. I think more coaches should take this approach. I, I'm not even bullshit. I mean, no. Because when Matt Patricia wore his hat backwards. <laughs> but Matt, yeah, but see, it's different because Matt Patricia, the Invicta watch. Patricia had didn't, the pencil. Didn't cut his hair. And, he's got the you Invicta know, watch. You got know? the nice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a. he looks like he knows what he's doing. He's That's a player's a guy, coach. Especially, yeah, young players. Like, you follow that guy. That's yeah. my chain, fool. He's got yeah. the whole look going on. Looks like he's about, like, honestly, 5'6, though. I mean, <laughs> look really at the guy is. next to him. I mean,. Yeah. What is he looking at? Like he's, he's ripping mad. He's mad. He's not happy. He's like, that's my play calling. <laughs> yeah. I got this kid playing. <laughs> yeah. Call plays instead of is me. He the co- is he the uh, OC or who is that? I don't know, but he no, don't look happy. He does not he look does happy. He does not look happy. Is that a Hollywood Brown behind Kyler Murray and, and the coach? Be. Look, they're not even paying attention. Oh, my yeah. God. They're falling apart. Yeah. Josh Rosen right next to him. He, no, that's uh, not, not even Josh, Josh Rosen. Rosen. That's Josh Rosen. Oh, shit. That's Trace, Mc, that's Trace <laughs> McSorley. Oh, Trace McSorley. Who had two, uh, two interceptions, right? Like, and, 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 and two interceptions, right? Okay. Yeah. He's he, a goat. He's, he's waiting for like because he no, nothing on top Tatis, though. I mean, Tatis is a big name draw. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And the Tatis. fact that you didn't know that he wasn't traded for immediately. Nobody cares about Josh Rosen. I don't nobody gives a shit about Trace McSorley. He's about to get cut. I don't watch the MLB. Yes, he is. Well, maybe you should buddy all right the mlb is a faction so of i think your that's all for pressing issues we'll move on uh we don't have an ass of the week but we do have a class of the week i think we need to do a new drop with all of us involved in that Stay classy. Yeah. Stay classy. Right? I got an idea. Because I don't, okay. Zach, you're only in one of, of them, right? The basketball one, yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. I'm an idea guy. Yeah. I think so. Are you? I'm a big idea guy. I'm the idea guy. You don't have, well, you have a lot of ideas. I do. Yeah. 
That's so, about it. I should <laughs> so who wants to talk about the class of the week? Well, Dick Dickie V. He yeah. does cancer free. Dickie yeah. V. Yeah. Ring that bell, Dickie. Yeah, there you go, Dickie. Where's the applause? Let's get to yeah, Dickie V. Yeah. Yeah. You know I, what I do love about Dick Vitale though? Is that he's always stood behind what Jim Valvano his 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 mission mm-hmm. and everything that Jim Valvano meant. And Dickie V's always still behind that and he's always always been a huge supporter uh, of Valvano and similar energy to Jimmy <sighs> oh, V. That's true. Can you imagine those two together today still, man? Yeah. I mean like that was like it's bringing goosebumps. Do you me. guys like like, like when, when uh Dickie V when he announces a game, do you like listening oh, to him? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean How about you, Zach? Does he like Excite you, a younger guy? He's Googling who he is. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> Does he excite me? I don't know if Dickie. like any commentator really excites me. Really? But, really? Uh, I don't yeah. think so, to be honest. I think really? like they're all like... Yeah. Some of them are good at what they do. I feel bad for you. But I'm, so not, like, I'm not like, whoa. Oh, man. Well, I think it's a different, th- like, it's a different generation time, yeah. where like... I haven't had a lot of like... Yeah. Like, we grew up know, with... Like, like in basketball, this is who I think of. Yeah, me right? too. I mean, college basketball. It's Maryland, yes. baby. Yes, Maryland's going to excite the yeah. nation, I don't think baby. about him with yeah, don't have any of those. Now you have hey, Joe so and Mark, they- anything else you love about Dick? <laughs> I love Dick. EV. He's, <laughs> dude, he encapsulates what college basketball was, man. Like, I grew up on it. And, I mean, if you played, you know, now it's eSports, but back then there wasn't all the online faction to it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he was the announcer in every faction. college basketball game, mm-hmm. and it was just... It was incredible, man. It, it was the John did. Madden of college basketball. He was. Cancer's a bitch, right? Yeah. And he beat yeah. it, though. He beat it, and beat that's it. a fantastic thing, you know? Congratulations, Dickie so. V. All right, so we'll get to our next section. What did we learn? It's for weeks two and uh, two out of the three. Uh, uh, That's right. <laughs> wow, that was a uh, yeah. week two out of the three in the preseason. Great, yeah. You wrote great it right. slide for the for the watchers, but the listeners only. Man, I feel bad for you for just. Yeah, you're missing that. this slide though. Week two thirds. You know, it is a pretty slide though, right? It's like it a, is nice. It's yeah. a good fucking slide. Harry yeah. Potter so, preseason uh, reference. What did we learn, Tommy? Wow. What did we learn? We learned a lot. Mark. Oh, me. Oh, okay. What did we learn? Well, we learned a lot of shit, man. Where do you want to start? We learned that... (laughs) You have a conversation with yourself? (laughs) Over to you, Mark. Uh, Let's talk about... Baker Mayfield was... Well, uh, maybe we should say Baker. Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs was given the nod by Aaron Rodgers being Mm. the best rookie receiver he's ever worked with (laughs) and thinks that he will attain fame quicker than... Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams, who took four and five years for their first thousand yard season. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if everybody realizes that, but they were not immediate impact stars. Yeah. Romeo Dobbs, he said, can obtain that year one. We learned that Brian Washington. Well, wait, can I argue this? Because I agree, Romeo has looked good in the preseason. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. But I think you're overstating a little because I have a quote here from uh, Rogers, wow. and it says a live fact check. <laughs> this is he's, he's getting it off of somebody's social media. Uh, he says, uh, <laughs> you know, I hate do, that. <laughs> do it in the robot one. 
Okay, so Rob's ha- uh, Dobbs hasn't been perfect. He's dropped two passes in both of his games, <gasps> and he's had issues with drops in practice. This is a direct quote from Rodgers. If you keep dropping the ball, you're not going to be out there. Aaron Rodgers said it's going to be the most reliable guys that get out there. So that was two weeks ago. Uh, no, that was Monday. That was Monday of two this weeks ago. This is a ago. Monday drop. Monday Dang. of two weeks ago. So since no, then, Mark, you're wrong. It's a Monday since, drop. Well, since then, Rodgers has redacted those statements <laughs> and a, said that Dobbs is going to be... He didn't be, redact. You don't, you don't like Rodgers. He, he, he would never redact anything with you. I don't like Rodgers. He would never redact anything with you. But I'm going to give him credit here because he has recently come out and said that Dobbs this is, is what going he to be... Said anyway, Monday. moving on. Romeo Dobbs. Brian... Brian Washington. <laughs> no, Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson Jr. You're Brian, screwing that. No. Brian, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I wrote Brian Washington. <laughs> I saw that. Brian I Robinson in Washington. Yes. Junior. I'm an idiot. <laughs> moving, up, moving up the draft boards. So he's apparently taking all the first team reps in practice. He has started the first two preseason games. And to point, Antonio Gibson has been expendable being used on special teams. Yeah, Oof. which is crazy. Oof. Which is crazy. Because we all thought that Gibson was that versatile three-down back, but there's a reason why they brought McKinsey back after he after the trade fell through. McKissick? McKissick. After the trade fell it's through. McKinsey. To where'd he go? Was it New England? McKissick. Yeah. Right? It was New England because they were looking, I think they had inside. It was signed on like the, uh, right, they matched. Yeah, and then they, they matched in the 11th hour. Um, so that tells you that they weren't very faithful to Gibson's uh, receiving prowess. And now that Brian Robinson is there, and he was originally just going to be the short down back and probably a, a touchdown vulture, well, it looks like he might be getting the early down work, period. Buffalo, not New England. Buffalo. Buffalo. That is correct, yes. Same um, well, and, and Gibson has had a fumbling problem in, in his brief career, and he fumbled in the very first game. Sucks and that immediately put him into the doghouse. Yep. Fumble Ruski. Sucks to uh, suck if you drafted Ryan. early and took Antonio Gibson. You yeah. better trade that boy away now. Yeah. And speaking of fast risers at the running back position, Isaiah. The running back what? Position. Okay. Position. Pacheco. It's two Z's. Position. Mm. Uh, another Markism. Isaiah Pacheco from. Rutgers University in New Jersey. Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco. <laughs> it sounds like medical marijuana right there, but he is skyrocketing. Just a, his, just a Hispanic last name. Isaiah Mark. Purple Hayes. And that he makes is, marijuana to Mark. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Are you dealing it? So he is skyrocketing. <laughs> look like you're smoking. Oh, right? <laughs> it's like shaggy ate a, too many sandwiches and he's in the van. skyrocketing <laughs> up, up the transports. <laughs> So there are rumors that CEH uh, might not get as much work as anticipated. Mm. There are rumors that Rojo will not even make the team. And Pacheco all of a sudden has gone from draft position 700 plus to up upwards of like 105. So from not to hot? It's from not to hot. Pacheco. Medical marijuana. Get him on your team. Pacheco. Next up. Uh, let's keep it with uh, the running backs. Kenyon Drake. He's going to be cut. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Josh Jacobs, <laughs> like I've been saying, go get him. Uh, what else do we know? All right. Let's so go wait, to quarterbacks. Who do you think is going to pick up Kenyon yeah. Drake? Uh, wait. Zamir White. So no, 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 no. Who's hey, going to pick up just Kenyon? Just slow down for a second, guy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I who's got, like, like, like what team? Going to pick up Kenyon yeah. Drake. Kenyon, oh, I don't know. Kenyon looked decent in the preseason. Your he face. did, dude. He was Your like face. he had like two like good games in Miami. He sucked in Arizona. He was he, hurt. 
Came, yeah, anyway. No one, <laughs> Chase Edmonds. No one should pick up Kenyon Drake. Everybody pick up Chase Edmonds. All right, on to the quarterbacks. I don't even know why you brought that shit up. That Chase Edmonds. That is irrelevant. Right what about Chase Edmonds? He loves Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is going to be a monster in Miami. Yeah, he's playing just three games until he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. All right, whatever. Just like last year. Yep. Let's be, let's, all right, let's talk about guys that play three games and then get hurt. Baker Mayfield, he won the <laughs> quarterback job in Carolina. Great segue. And... <laughs> and uh, you know what? With weapons like that, if Baker can't make it here, then he can't make it anywhere. He was drafted, unfortunately, by a Cleveland team that thought that they had weapons to be able to have him produce. He couldn't. Dude, that was shit. That was the total shit. Who'd they have? Nick yeah, Chubb? OBJ, Nick yeah, Chubb, OBJ, Kareem Hunt. OBJ, Chad, who did not want to play Jarvis with him. Landry, and whose dad made a goddamn video, a hate video against Baker. And then he Baker. went to L.A. and won a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, exactly. And then Baker goes out to Carolina, and if he can't win here with these weapons, then screw that guy, too. Uh, lastly, what did I learn? I learned that Jacoby Brissett's going to be starting the first 11 games of the season. Maybe because uh, Joshua Dobbs looking Joshua really Dobbs. good. Josh Dobbs, really Dobbs. good. He was Dobbs running the hell all over the, your Eagles there. You know who's not looking? Well, not looking good. Season, who cares? Who's is, not is the <laughs> therapist, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Why? Josh Rosen train? Nobody. He's not playing <laughs> the first one. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think he's all right. I think Rosen's getting canned. All things yep. considered, he's getting cut. Mm-hmm. But I do think Joshua Dobbs looked good. I thought I like Joshua that, Dobbs. I thought your backup quarterback looked pretty good too. Honestly, he did look. Oh, good. Oh, you say Jalen Hurts? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, G- look good. Gardner looked great, but even your third string, Carson Strong, looked yeah, yeah. looked 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 pretty undrafted decent. Undrafted rookie Carson Strong, great yeah. name, yeah, great name. Better than Wentz. Better than Wentz. Better than fucking Baker Mayfield. Baker hey, Mayfield's not a bad name. Hey, we're that's the only podcast terrible. probably that's saying that Baker Mayfield's gonna, you know, hit low end QB one numbers in fantasy. Is that so? <laughs> we're not all in agreement there. From from uh, I, I am curious. Yeah. I, you know, it's, yeah. I game, think he'll be middle of the pack. Game one is gonna be interesting because it does pit the Browns versus and yeah. like it's interesting only to Cleveland fans. Nobody well, else gives a fuck no, about no, the game, I, Rocky. I that's think it's a good game to watch. No, I think it's a good game to watch. I and I think watch that game. I think Baker's Those got it circled. Right. Right? I'm, I'm not Baker, coming to your house then. Baker's got it circled. I didn't invite you. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. And I'm not coming. If I we're forgot. Have I was Carolina, drunk. Cleveland on. I'm not coming. I like that game. If I have yeah. to watch the Giants and then also a Cleveland game, I'm definitely not going. Yeah, no, but you want to watch, watch the Bears. Bears. Yeah. Right? No, the I don't want to watch the Bears either. I'm not going to watch the, the Bears. Bears score three points. Oh, you're points. not going to watch the Bears. Yeah, that's a lie. What team are you going to watch? Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> one of your favorite teams. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch my team, and then you're not going to watch your team. It's teams. better to have. It's better to have like one or two teams that you like, and then. You have one team no, that you, you wear to, the same hat every week, and you're not going to watch so that team. Mad about them that you don't want to watch them, then they have seven teams and decide which one to watch because you think they might win. Seven. I like I like the more odd matchups. Well, like, I I'm, I, I mean think, I, don't love, you, I love the game of the week, you know, but I like seeing teams that don't always play each other play each other. Yeah, I, I like that game. Yeah, but don't you think that like to me, Baker's got it circled. He wants to go out there and he wants to look good against the Browns. <sighs> but what I love is that. But he's not the only one. Like the defense, you're getting too deep for me. No, the defense wants to make him not look good. I think that's every defense, though. No, I think that there's another. Like Miles Garrett came out against the fact that the Browns cut OBJ. They were furious. I heard that Miles OBJ plans. was a huge fa- like of on the team. The defensive loved uh, defensive yeah. players loved him. Sure I think do. they're going to try to make. I think there's something extra in it for them. You think Miles Garrett will club him over the head with his helmet? <laughs> Possibly. Knew that was coming. Possibly. <laughs> All, right. All right, so uh, I think that's enough uh, on that, right? Yeah, Let's yeah, get yeah, to yeah. our 
next section, which is our fantasy section. What the hell is a rundown? What the hell is a rundown? All right, our fantasy rundown. Here we go. So uh, you want to enlighten us on one of our beautiful, wonderful followers that messaged us? Yeah, so one of our uh, TikTok followers sent us a direct Q&A about a draft grade for their, their team. They were the 11th pick in their fantasy draft, and it sparked, we're going to answer that, by the way, and then we, not, not on here, but we're going to answer that. It sparked the question or the concept and the debate of draft strategy and trade strategy and what do we think about how how you should conduct your, your drafts and what, what do we do personally. So well, we just, are self-appointed okay. experts. Oracles. Some Oracles, yeah. yeah. So this has, so Phil gave us a, a new segment. Oh, yeah, but you want to pop it up on the screen there. Yeah, we are. It's the <laughs> super expert <laughs> <laughs> fantasy <laughs> advisors. Yeah. Advi- I mean, you didn't intro that, but it was good. Yeah. It's, on brand. You for can the put show. It on brand for the show. So advisor. I'll say, hey, Siva we've been, for sure. We've been, getting like a, we've been getting a lot of questions yeah. in, in the DMs. We just a- want to say. And we like questions. We're going to get to them. Just keep sending them. We're just trying to catch up right now because we're trying to get everything up to speed here. You know, got a bunch of drafts coming up. So we will get to them. Keep sending them. Line up uh, advice, all that type of stuff. Uh, draft advice. We'll do that. But like you said, we want to talk about some strategies, general strategy. I guess we could talk about. Maybe just do a redraft first, and then maybe talk a little bit about Dynasty. Yeah. yeah. But can I talk about one thing I hate first? Okay. You want to talk about I hate again? snake drafts. Can okay. we end snake drafts for Why? good? Oh, I hate them. They just, there's, it's just, no, it, it, it's not NFL. So wait, there's a caveat to that. Dude, have you done three-round reversal? Third round reversal snake draft sounds that kinky. A position? It's the tits, dude. Because <laughs> it's so it's third round reversal. So you go first yes. round, Get it. second round, Get and then third round comes back around. So it puts the power back in the twelfth seed. I think I would prefer just a Fantastic. straight draft too. I, I did too. I like like you know the yeah. bad teams get a chance to draft. You don't high. look like you like anything straight. Just PS. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so you saying I look gay? Oof. Ish. Okay. Oof. He's Thank fucking gay. I, I mean. There's not a lot of bad-looking gay guys walking around. Whoa, Jefferson. what does that mean? That's right. true. So, <laughs> That's true. That's true. What are we talking about? Well, hygiened. Well, draft strategy. So would you want to just do a redraft first? <laughs> that's, his favorite, that's his favorite button. <laughs> because that was bad. All right, let's do redraft first. Okay. I mean, I personally, are we just going to go off what we, what we yeah, like to do? Yeah. What do, yeah. You, what, yeah. do you have a strategy? Do you, are I, you a running back first guy, I think, wide receiver? Yeah. I think best value, obviously. Um, I, I like my picks to be kind of made for me. So, like, if I like, I have the fourth uh, overall pick, and I think that's a great pick this year because there's a player that you have to take, or there's one or two players that take. But you're in the sixth, seventh, eighth this year. It's like you really can make your own fate. I don't like that personally, but I think I'm a very strong like running back, running back kind of guy. You got to go like really prime on those, and then you can kind of fill out the rest of your team. I think there's more depth in the receivers. Anything that like you don't do in a draft, like a rule, like maybe yeah. something you've done in the past has kind of burned you and yeah. you won't do it again. I, I never will take a quarterback too early because yes. there's I forget the stat off the top of my head, but the quarterbacks, the top ten quarterbacks that finish as top ten quarterbacks in fantasy, I think maybe two or three of them were actually drafted to actually be a top ten fantasy quarterback. That's a loose stat, but it's somewhere there on the internet. And then another thing too for for the leagues that I used to be, and they used to do kickers and defense, I wouldn't even draft a defense in the league. I would just pick a skill position player and go defense week by week. And yeah. kicker, if it's not Justin Tucker, I don't give a shit. Yeah, especially for new players. Don't draft 
defense. Yeah. Don't don't dra- if you're going to draft a defense, it better be the best defense available that you think, or it better be you better not be taking two defenses. It better be in the last round. Don't take. Well, two you see that happen a lot of time with like guys that are playing for the first time or maybe second, third year. That's the easiest rookie advice you can ever yeah. take. Yeah. Don't especially draft if you're drafting early. You definitely you want to stream kicker and defense actually. Yeah. So if yep. you're drafting super early, right? So I'm talking pre summer. If you're in those types of leagues, which is risky, just. Take streamers on a couple of dudes that you hear some buzz about, or you think that you want to take, you know, what a shot this, on. What's a streamer? Just uh, so anybody who you think might have an impact, but you're not sure, right? So every week you're going to be able to get a viable kicker, a viable defense. So why not in May take a streamer on Julio Jones, who's a free agent, because you don't know where he's going to end up. Oh, where does he end up? Tampa Bay with the greatest quarterback of all time, yeah. Rocky's favorite quarterback. I mean, take a streamer on those guys versus picking up a kicker or a defense. Yeah, don't waste the roster spot on a guy that you don't. can stream throughout the year. Yeah, because you can you can fab them uh, before week one, or you know, if you're in a worst of first type scenario, you can always you can always you know waiver wire. So, what about guys. you? Any strategies that you do in redraft leagues? Yeah, so I there's a lot of strategies that I use, right? So I, I do a lot of leagues. I used to be a wide receiver whore, 100, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in PPR leagues, I used to just Gobble up all the wide receivers, right? Yeah, swallow, all about them, swallow right? Them. Just yeah, just cut that. Just down down the gullet, right? But running back, <laughs> running back is uh. so is so sparse for 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 dynamic running backs that you really want. Depending on where you draft, again, you want to go running backs early and often, right? <clears throat> Two, three running backs in, in flex leagues, double flex leagues. I've already done the four running back start, and it's it's tricky, but there are wide receivers there. Trust me, there's wide receivers later on. Um, but again, if, if you are doing redraft leagues and you're doing best ball, and if you're at the end of the round, I've said this, this is the third straight year I've said this, and this year more than any, if Travis Kelsey is there, man, Travis Kelsey is a league winner. There are no other dependable targets outside of Juju, and we don't know if he's really dependable or not. Travis Kelsey is going to get his looks. He's got his, you know, he's got his rapport with Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey is a league winner. And if you can get him late in the first, early in the second, kudos. Man. Anything you don't do? Yeah, uh, same Win. thing. I usually i i don't go I don't go quarterback oh. early. And I, you know, in my bigger leagues, I, I usually don't draft kicker and defense. I take the streamers early on. Uh, once we get towards the end of camp and we kind of know what's going on, at that point I will, because, again, I do a lot of leagues, so I will do uh, – I will draft a quarterback – or, I'm sorry, a kicker and a defense towards the end of the summer for those teams just because I don't feel like going through the numbers of all my of all my teams and, and doing waiver wires on everybody. What about you, Rock? Yeah, so I mean, I think we're similar. I would say normally in a redraft, I would say to avoid most rookies because the idea that a rookie is going to make an impact the first year, unless they're like the number one quarterback, is rare. However, I would say that this year might be maybe an aberration in that there's two, I think, bona fide running backs that I might take a chance on, and that would be Damian Pierce and Brian Robinson, who you mentioned. I think those two actually have a chance to possibly be qualified running back ones on their team. Um, but normally what I what I like to do is I'm a running back, running back guy. I'll try to pick up a, good, a couple really good receivers, but then I am taking chances on running, like I am stocking up running backs because, like you said, there's so few dynamic 
you don't know which ones are going to break or which who's going to get hurt this year. So I, I try to be a little bit running back heavy because I do feel like every year there's a Gabe Davis who breaks out a receiver that you can pick up on the waiver wire. Hunter Renfro. Yeah, yeah. You know, every year there's so like I just feel like if you're stuck w- without a running back, you're screwed. If you're stuck without a receiver, you can normally pick up receivers yeah. that are going to fill in the depending gap. Depending on the league, but yes, yeah. I know casual. Yeah, yeah depending on how league. deep the league is, too. If you're in a 16-team redraft, maybe not. But if you're in your typical 10 or 12, you can probably pick up receivers. You know, we got some support on the on the Damian Pierce cut on TikTok, too. Yeah. Somebody called Damian Pierce top three running back in the league this year. That might be a little yeah, far-fetched. Which I think is bold. Right track. if you... If you watched his film, I mean, Houston's going to be much. Houston's going to be playing from behind. He's going to get a lot of opportunity, and he averaged nine point eight yards per touch. Man, uh, yeah. The only thing that scares me about him, and I agree because I'm saying go yeah. with him, but they're just they they had him out there for a couple series, and then they didn't even play him the second game because they feel so certain he's going to be their number one. Yeah, Marlon Mack was out there in the third quarter. Yeah, it just I don't know, like. You know, I wish that we had another, a little bit more game film. You yeah. Know. Well, there's not a lot I can say that you guys haven't already said. Obviously, I stay away from quarterbacks as well. Um, running back, running back guy. But I, I've noticed the last few years, to your point, wide receivers, it just feels like um, obviously there's a lot, there's depth, but I, it's even harder to pinpoint who those top yeah. guys are going to be. So yeah, it's like no point in even, even doing it. Yeah. Wasting a bullet on one of those yeah. guys mm-hmm. that you might you, you want to take, and then well, to your point, to Rocky's point too, a lot of like the WR twos out there are going to produce WR one. <laughs> Allen Robinson, Gabe Davis, these guys are going to you know depending on who's the number one in New Orleans. I think Mike Thomas and Chris Olave are going to put up monster numbers. I think both yeah. of them. So, I, your safer bet is definitely to wait on receiver than it is to wait on running back. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that, like it, like you said, it, it, if you're picking pick five in the first round, it's tough. The middle, yeah. of the, the middle of the draft is tough. Yeah. This year. Maybe, maybe you pick Cooper Cup. Maybe you pick Devontae because there's not a running back you love, and you're getting maybe a top one and, to three you receiver. Better, you better draft the handcuff if you're taking any middle pack. Yeah. Round one running back. Yeah, because there's so few running backs that are like, this is our running back. Yeah. There's so few Saquon Barkley's. There's a... Yeah, like, got, yeah, CMC, yeah, there's, yeah. there's only a handful of them. There's a stat that, that I'm kind of falling in love with the more I hear, and it's not really super secretive anymore, but second and third year, especially second year wide receivers, always pan out in fantasy. They way exceed their draft value. Yep. I mean, you see with, like, the T. Higgins of the world, there's... Jamar Chase in his rookie year, imagine in year two, like that. There, that's a real stat that you should look into. Like Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be a breakout candidate this year as well. And another thing that I don't do in drafts is I used to, especially this is for maybe your rookie fantasy um, team owners, where you want to try. Okay, I have my quarterback, I have my wide receivers, I need my two running backs. So you try and fill out your roster. It's not really worth it. The more you can stack up on your sorry, the more you can stack up on your running backs is is more of value than trying to like yeah. get even two wide receivers, two running backs. You're, you got your two tight ends, that kind of deal. Yeah. So. yeah, the worst case is you have a lot of great running backs that you're able to trade for picks for next year. Yeah. You know, uh, in in one of our leagues, I drafted We're talking dynasty now, right? 
Well, yeah. Oh. You, you, well, I, or for, or yeah, honestly, I mean, even, even redraft. Yeah, even a redraft. But like in one of our dynasty leagues, I amassed a bunch of picks and I drafted Brian Robinson, Jerome Ford, um, James Cook. Like I drafted a bunch of running backs. And his team still sucks. Well, last year, <laughs> last year it did, to be fair to him. But my whole point is sheer numbers, somebody's going to break out. Either I'll use or I'll trade to Mark probably because his team's going to take a big step back. Throwing darts. Take a big step back. Yeah. So to the point Fucking with Dynasty winner. Draft, I want to hear one of you guys talk about just like the difference in value now, the way you talk about rookies in a redraft versus – uh, a dynasty league, obviously, if you don't know what a dynasty league is, it's a league that you kind of run your team as a GM. You keep players on contract for multiple years, so you got to approach it in a completely different way. Yeah. So different value for different players, age comes into play, all that type of stuff. Well, right? and there's so many. The great thing about dynasty is, like when you like when you guys ask us questions, and we want. In fact, we're going to probably do a TikTok live on Sunday mornings where we ask uh we ask you to give us questions and we'll answer them. we love this stuff give it to us what helps is if you tell us what the parameters of your dynasty league is it helps because like we're in one league where we keep a roster of 40 players then there's other ones where you have a roster of 20 you know there's one year two year three year five year contract we we kind of even know the parameters because for me i i'm picking james cook not for this year but for next year, yeah. you know, um, but it's worthwhile to go high on him if yeah. I'm in a dynasty league and I know I've got good starting running backs and I can afford to wait for Cook. So it's a delicate balance, right, to answer your question. So you want to go, obviously, in a dynasty league with youth, but you don't necessarily have to overextend yourself for the rookies, for the Brees Halls, for the Traylon Burks, for the, you know, Chris Olavis. You don't necessarily have to do that. You can get somebody second, third, fourth year, although I will caution you with running backs as they get a little bit older because, as we know, the running back longevity in the league is around five to six years. Um, it's You want a healthy mix of younger guys now versus older guys later in the draft. And there's this common understanding from everybody in your draft, too, that those older guys are going to be around, you know. The Mike Thomases are going to be around. The Chris Godwins are going to be around come rounds seven, eight, Mike Davis at running back is going to be there probably later in your draft, and he might be a decent backup. For instance, uh, Zeke Elliott. You know, Zeke is probably in a dynasty league. Zeke's probably going around like rounds four and five. Like they're they're going to be there because everybody's not necessarily looking for the now. They're looking for the later. Yeah, so you have you're just starting to play some dynasty yeah. now, right? So yeah. uh, do you have any like questions or? Um, I mean, I have a few things to say, but I just was wondering. I just thought about it since you just started. No, I, I think like the more I'm kind of involved with in it, the, the more it makes sense. Like I, I've done my my first my first year dynasty draft with that, which is honestly pretty exciting. My my draft strategy was, and I showed you guys my team already, was just straight up youth. Like just trying to go for youth, and I think I panned out on a lot of options to where I got really young players that are on their second big contracts where they're supposed to be getting the ball a lot. Yeah, like I've got like Deontay Johnson's, Christian Kirk's, Darnell Mooney's, um, Travis Etienne, like young guys that are supposed to pan out. And then I got, I got like, I got um, the kid out of um, the Chiefs. I have a uh, you know a few Saints running backs that might pan out. You know, like Jerome Ford, those kind of guys, James Cook especially. So I think. I just think keep it simple and just go for like 
just young players. Yeah, I think like a Mark good said. general rule of thumb if you're switching from just a regular redraft to dynasty and you're just getting started is just learn to think, you know, broad, big picture. It can't just be, you know, you want to be competitive, but you got to look at your team. Like there's been years where you looked at your team, I'm not going to be able to compete, and you kind of plan for the yep. next year. Sometimes yep. in the dynasty league, you're playing the long game, and typically in dynasty leagues, you're you're in a league with guys that are going to be playing a while. I've been in the league for a while, so it is a thing where you don't have to win this year, and you could plan for the next. Yeah, dynasty is all about the future, and so like when I joined his league, which is a pretty competitive league, I I bottomed out my team completely. Yeah. And I traded everything I had of worth for picks or young players because I knew I couldn't compete last year. And I knew my only chance was to have that machine gun approach. And so, like, I'm, you know, another thing to me, too, is the more you know college, the better you are at Dynasty. So, like, I had Romeo Dobbs, and nobody will believe it, and I don't care if they do or not, to me... He was a second-round receiver. I picked him in your draft, and I showed J.J. J.J., he was my third receiver off my board because I had watched the kid in Nevada, and I kept saying this kid's got something special. The more you know college, the better it helps you. So like Mm -hmm. some people, I excel in the rookie draft. He might excel understanding the analytics around a third-year player. Everybody's got something. You know, That's a good point. Another strategy that I imply for fantasy is I have a three-year rule. After three years, I blow the team up and I stock up on draft picks, and I'm then shooting for two years thereafter. And every every three years, I'm looking to do the same thing, and it's worked out thus far. And you know, at that point, you're guaranteeing yourself some fresh faces. Each of the past two, well, this will be the third season. Three seasons ago, I traded Christian McCaffrey. I ended up, you know, lucking out because I traded him for yeah. a bunch of guys and he was injured. Last year, after Henry got injured, I traded him for guys that I needed to make a playoff run, including Austin Eckler. Yeah. And that's like the back up to TikTok where I say, you know, I'll trade one dude for three any day of the week. And then this year, and I will before the beginning of the season, there were no, you know, there were no buyers during the draft because everybody, you know, everybody has a draft boner, right? Everybody wants to draft those early picks. They don't want your sound like giraffe. They, they don't <laughs> giraffe boner. <laughs> giraffe. Boner. They, impressive. They don't want your, yeah. They don't want your Nigel Harris during the draft because they want to be the ones that go out and get Brees Hall. But guess what? After you draft him and you realize, hey, he's not going to fucking pan out this year, yeah. you're going to trade him along with some other commodities to me for Nigel Harris. Yeah. yeah, I I can tell you. Speaking of that, that's like to me, people are overvaluing Bryce. And yeah. Yeah. that's a perfect segue to talk yeah. about trades because I think. We want to address that too, and just how to. I think trades is one of the things that a lot of fan, fantasy podcasts I've watched before, and we were getting them last year uh, a lot. Um, just advice on trades and how to trade, and what kind of packages to put together, and what to. I, I get a feeling that a lot of people don't really know the art of the trade. Yeah. I think there's different ways to approach it. Yep. More than just like, do I trade this guy for this guy? You got to me. You have to approach a, a trade, any trade you do. You have to have an agenda, you have to have a strategy, and you have to kind of stick to it. Like, if you go into a trade talk with somebody, especially if you go with, like, a seasoned fantasy player and you don't know what you want, you don't, like, you got to be looking at him the same way he's looking at you, which is, I want this, and I got to find my way to get to it. Because, like, when I trade with you, we don't trade a lot. Because I know you, and I know whenever you text me, I know there's three layers 
and I know that you're you. There's two misdirection layers, and then there's what you really yeah. want. You gotta have a chart right? and a plan. That's why we don't trade a lot because I think you get it with other people that don't see that. But you have to be. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you have to kind of be on your bike with that stuff, and you got to know that whoever, if a guy's approaching you, he has an agenda. Yeah. So if you're gonna engage, figure out your strategy, get your agenda, know yeah. what you want, and don't budge too much. Yeah, you yeah. could budge, but it has to be a budge. That you already have worked out yeah. in, into your psyche. Yeah. Especially dealing with this guy because, like you said, there's multiple layers, right? He oh, comes yeah. at you. He always starts off with, what do you think about so-and-so? And if you don't know who's on his team, quickly get on your league page and see who's on his team because they'll say, oh, what do you think of, you know, what do you think about Romeo Dobbs? Oh, I really like him. What do you think you'd give up for him, right? And he makes you bear your soul. And then he's like, oh, well, I'll take that. Plus your first round pick. Well, that's, that's called leverage. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. and then what you do is then you you deny it, right? And then he's like, then he then he then he shames you. Then he's like, oh, you piece of shit. He's gonna be amazing. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. I have four other suitors Rocky's, lined up for Rocky's this. Rocky's like the guy at the club that goes to, like, hey, do you want to dance? You're so beautiful. And they're like, no. I was like, fuck you. You're ugly anyways. I hate yeah. you. You're exactly. just dying a hole. Well, well, I have four other people that are offering me two established receivers and their first round pick for the next yeah, two years. And if I always I, do. And I, then I make the trade and he gets mad at me because he uh, did that. Bullshit. Uh, Ro- Rocky would tell you how many people he's talking to for sure. Oh, yeah. But 100%. Here, here's 100%. Another, here's You're another. like the Jimmy the Greek of fucking fantasy <laughs> no, football. 100%. Rocky, yeah, I don't want to keep bragging on you, but people... No, no, no. You, we, you, people listen, will, this I this do, is an honor. I <laughs> do. Keep yeah. this shit going. Well, pe- yeah. But people will employ different strategies you know they'll try to throw you off your game talk down your players talk up certain players it's all it's trading should be fun in yeah. fantasy yeah. i feel like it's a, so it's, it's, treat, an art. It it's its art. own game yeah. so come into it with that mindset i think that's perfect so what yeah. is a strategy that you guys are willing to put on the table i think i, yeah. I kind of want to add to the art or the layer of like kind of having a game plan set because for me personally if i'm setting up a trade with you, I'm setting up the trade I'm doing after that. That's like right. I, I feel like I never trade for mm-hmm. a player. I trade for a player that I'm going to then trade, trade. away for more. Yep. That's good. Yes. And it's also what you should yes. think about you're getting on the waiver wire. And there's nothing better than when you do that. Uh, and, and then, then you see the, the two notifications right after. And then after the guy, you know, with the guy thinking what the guy is thinking about what you just did with yeah. his yep. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, The uh, best yeah. is when, yes. when the whole entire league is just sitting around twiddling their thumbs living life and then they see two notifications for trades and then they instantly get jealous because their teams now feel like they're not as good or as Or mad, yours. or mad. No, because yeah. like Jared King got mad at me because I traded like a late round first round pick. Mm-hmm. Wait, Jared King got mad? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, but but then the next second I spurned it into yeah. like a one eight and a player, and his comment was, "You bastard! What? <laughs> Why am I a bastard? You're just trade fodder, man. Yeah, I just you know. Counterpoint: There's nothing worse than setting up those multiple trades. They fall through, and then that second one well, falls through, yeah. and you're like, son that's, of a bitch. That's the thing, though. Now I'm yeah. stuck with Aaron yeah. Rodgers. I think you need this to have awful. You need to a have contingency plans. So if you're not trading, if you're not doing trade two, then what's your waiver wire? You know, acquisition. Yeah. Or I personally, if I have trade A lined up, cool. I'm the one sending the or they're sending the request to me. I'm waiting to approve it till I have trade B lined up. Yeah, like I don't screw myself over. See what I I'll give you one that I like to do that I'm not. I always like if I want somebody on somebody's team and into I the mind to fill. I typically do this to a player that's a little less uh, experienced, savvy. Yeah, 
What I'll do is I'll send him a package. Be, be careful. I'll, I'll, I'll offer him. Yeah. I'll offer him a package that I'm not really planning to trade. How big is the package that you offer? Uh, it's decent, better than average. Um, <laughs> and I'll say I want a certain guy on the team. Now I have no interest in trading these guys. Maybe one of them. And I do it. I throw in like two garbage guys, good guy. But I want to see their response. Yep. And what I'm trying to see is how they value that player that they have. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then. You, once like you pay attention to how they react if they say oh no or if they say let me think about it or you, you could just kind of gauge it and then you could add, decide what you need to add or subtract and a lot of times what I'll do is I'll have another play on the roster that is the one I actually want to trade Yeah. and if they don't love that trade Back I'm really it. trying to pivot them into the other one and he's usually going to be a little bit better of an option but they feel like he's an upgrade over the first mm-hmm. trade and if they're, this is what I'm saying. If you don't have the strategy, you're not yeah, coming yeah. to it with that mindset. If once I have you on the hook that you're already thinking about trading player one, yeah, the momentum is built. So you're you're already thinking about a new face. You're thinking about getting this guy. And now if I give you a better option than my first option, especially if nobody else is hitting you up, if you didn't put them out there, and now it seems like you're getting a deal, right? And you're more apt to trade that player to me for this supposed. Up, you know, upgrade that I already had in mind to trade to you in the first place. My favorite thing to do is to see through that shit and automatically go for the jugular and say, oh, well, I'll take this guy from you who is your best player, player A, yeah, yeah. and a draft pick, and yeah. then and then make you feel like the asshole for coming at me for the trade <laughs> and not willing to give up that well, value. I wouldn't yeah. come at I think you. It's, <laughs> I think it's case by case, but I, I feel like really the more important no. thing is when you trade, you're, you have to... I feel like when I trade personally, I'm trading for a player that I'm predicting or projecting to make it worth my while in the end. I'm not really trading for somebody that's at their peak value. Right. Yeah. And I try to trade either after drafts are done or near... And trade deadlines in fantasy are a legitimate thing. Yeah. Because there are teams that realize they're in playoff pushes or not, and that's really when you can try and harp too. Well, and sometimes, like, so for instance, I, I think you have to know what you want out of your team yep. and you have to stick with your convictions. So for instance, in his in his league, I won it last year, but I don't love my team coming back. So I did have Joe Mixon, but what I wanted was the number one pick. So I took traded Joe Mixon for the number one, but I got a secondary player, which the the guy I traded with threw in. Who was it? Uh, Who'd you get again? Yeah. I'm trying to remember now and I can't off top my but he threw in a player, and I said, no, not that one, but how about this guy? And his juices were flowing for the trade. Yeah, because I already wanted Joe Mixon. Yeah, so he went. You get and the so, momentum. And so, honestly, I like the first-round pick, kind of, but what I really like is yeah. this other player that I think is a decent. You got to get him. You got to so, get him creaming. So yeah. you, got, you, you have a top six running back. You got two picks you for the first okay. pick. That's what it was. I got two picks. Yeah. For yeah. the first pick, which is a running back that you said is overvalued. And I'm no, like, no, I'm not going with that running back. See, so that and that's where it's that's where it's, you stick with what you believe, yep. and you don't care if anybody gives you shit because so who are you they. Taking first? <laughs> I, I mean, you'll know Sunday, but. I don't care if Exciting. people think that I should take Hall. Yeah. I, I don't care. Hey, comment on this video who you think Rocky should take. With I the know first who I'm going to take, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay yeah. with my decision. I think decision. a big thing with David this conversation Bell. is you know, know your, David when Bell. you're trading, know your league. Yeah. Know the guys in your league. Know who likes They you. have preferences. Know who you could pay, play an angle with. Know who doesn't know as much. Know, you know, you, that's all important. When I mean, 
You got to do it. It's like you're, you're a salesman. I, I love trading. Yeah. Sometimes it's more fun than, than yeah. fantasy football. It is. I, I used to look, is. this is trading. real life, man. Attack the village idiot, man. If the village <laughs> idiot is going to give it up, club that son of a no. bitch and take all and pick everything he's got. I, I don't agree with that, but I do oh, think. I agree with that. Should, and you do agree with that. You no. And this is part of his. You should know. Listen, you should know every team and every backup team. So, like, I know he likes the Eagles. And the Jets. I'm not, okay. That, like so, do what you want with that. Yeah, but like, so I know that I he like might value a player that I don't like. Other people don't value as much. Fantasy though, Joe and Rager. I feel like see in fantasy it's though, it's possible like, though. Like my Miles Sanders is my AJ Brown. I I feel like I'm pretty like level headed with them. Yeah, but like for him, he's got a hard on for Mooney. He oh, does. Yeah. What no, you, you, how can you say that when I denied every You were angry when I traded. You were angry I when I traded. No, but I, I was actually angry oh, for man. you because you traded him for shit. Mm, yeah, and then I spurned it to another trade and got what I really Did wanted. Did you see my receivers? Which is what you said to do. Dude, I had, Always I have think two six trades receivers ahead. better than Mooney. All right, so any closing thoughts on trade value or trade yeah, strategy? Yeah, don't fucking trade Rocky. Don't trade Rocky. And I will story. give you a quick story about Rocky. I gave it last year, but for new listeners. <laughs> yeah, you have a story too, right? In my league. A quick one. You do? I'm sorry. I'll do this quick. So in my league, my Uncle Joe played fantasy for his first year. <laughs> he never met Rocky before. We go to my Uncle Joe's house. He meets him right away. It's They're around lie. the same age. My lie. uncle's a little bit older. It's not a lie. He <laughs> talked him up. My Uncle Joe, 10 minutes later, said, hey, Rocky's friends. a great guy. We're he friends. never met him in his life. We're friends. They're friends. He's talking him up. We're laughing. Like, look at Rocky talking. To him. He said, don't, don't trust him. Maybe like 10, 20 minutes. Into he valued draft. Tom Brady. He valued Tom he Brady. My, he was the newest player in the league, so he had the first pick that year. He valued he Tom Brady. Team. He traded Tom Brady <laughs> to my good, uncle for the first guy. overall pick. <laughs> Tom Brady's a good what, quarterback. What year is this? Was he still the Patriots? Was he? This yeah, was his last Vegas. year with the Patriots. Yeah. Oh, down And, this, and down. who was your uncle's quarterback? Like Peyton Manning or somebody? And this, this, this no, no, no. Peyton Manning wasn't playing. But no, so now to be fair... It wasn't crazy to trade for Brady because that was the first year we switched to two-quarterback league. Mm. But it was crazy to trade the first overall pick. Nobody else in the league would have done that. No one. And the only reason it happened is because <laughs> he's never played before, and you got in his ear, and he trusted you. I, Steve Weiss just traded the number one overall yeah, pick. For what? What happened to Steve Weiss? For Joe Mixon. To for Joe, Joe Mixon. It's not Tom Brady. Yeah. Fantasy-wise. You just said you don't draft so. a, a quarterback. Early at all in a redraft, but Tom, you'll trade him for Tom, the first overall pick. Tom Brady in a two quarterback league is as important as Joe. No, Mason. he's not. Dude, no, don't you not? You're selling that on the wrong goddamn podcast. Go in a two quarterback league. He's not. League, he's not worth the number one overall. You pick. have no quarterbacks, so you know he's no, not worth no the number. You wouldn't trade your first overall pick. No, okay, I wouldn't. Oh, dude, that's right. Stay away from this guy. I, I, oh, I, I can hold my own. I've been helpful. I can with hold my own. Right, so like I've answered your, your questions. Story. Yeah. Well, now I've done. Uh, you have been helpful with me, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how he rules you in. That's how he rules you in. Let's hear this yeah, story. So I, I feel bad for him because he's got a. He, the team he got is crap. This I, is all part. I'm, of it. I'm, I felt bad I'm optimistic for you too, and you my, my management. You're in the twilight zone over here. So I think I think it takes two to tango for trades. I don't think the entire league should ever be involved. My trades have. Always hit the group chat. They've always been, oh, Zach fleece this person. How yeah. veto this trade? Vetoing trades is stupid. I don't veto it's, trades. No, it's not. Yeah, because it takes two to tango. They don't veto trades in the NFL. I yeah. mean, they do in the NBA sometimes. But regardless, I had a in my fantasy dynasty league that we just drafted for. 
I have Ramondre Stevenson on my team, which I think has a high upside because Damon Harris isn't going to probably be that guy. Next Stevenson's year he's been explosive. Gone. Yeah. yeah. And the Patriots are a run heavy team. Um, my wide receivers, as I mentioned before, are first option guys that are young, but they're on shitty offenses. So how good can you really be? So someone proposed to me Chris Olave for, for Ramondre Stevenson, flat up. I think Chris Olave is a better player for my team, and I like Stevenson. So I texted my friend who's a super analytic guy. to go oh, plug him into the computer and see what the points say. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think it's all that. I think it's part of it, but it's not all that. So I say, oh, like, I don't know. He's like, dude, Chris Olave for Stevenson, that's a steal for you. You can get Olave. I said, I'm going to get more from him. So I said, long story short, I ended up getting Olave, and I think his second overall pick for, oh, wow. for, the, for next yeah. year yeah. goes to the group chat right away. Right away, and usually I don't give I don't care about anyone else in this league. Like it's a cutthroat. Like you need to be like your own, like take care of yourself type of t- team leader. And because of the the actual other person that I traded with, I legitimately like okay because it's you, I will trade back. But remember this shit because I never do this. So yeah. I actually grew a heart and traded back. Yeah. But I fleeced oh, the kid. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So. I I have traded I'll back before when people back. complain. I'll never trade back. It was only because of the guy because he's nice and it was his first year yeah. and I felt a you little bad. If he dies, he dies. You have never traded back. I know back. I, I have traded back and he knows I have. I have traded back. He begged me. He Jerry King. I'm not trading you back Derrick Henry. No, and we'll our, to, I'll give you Dontrell Hilliard. No. <laughs> but you also have to give me your second round pick. No, in, my, <laughs> in the league that I run, I am really cautious about like looking like I'm a scoundrel, so I've like three times gone back on trades afterwards because people complained, that's not fair. And then the guy got cold feet, and I said, all right, if yeah. you want to Hey, listen, don't, back, don't, don't be that guy hey, in don't your be fantasy a, league yeah, don't that be complains amazing. about trades. Don't okay? be a chad. Go make the trade. Yep. Don't be a chad. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, that's the show, guys. We've been here for a while. I'm ready to go home. Uh, we thank you for sticking with us. Please find us on all our socials at UFL Podcast, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, right here on all YouTube. Like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell. And please, 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 please comment and follow. Yes, we will answer anything and everything. Guys on draft. Go watch. Peace.